And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Dynamite Review Show on the Technology News Talk. And as always, I am your host with the most, Mr. Technology himself. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime and my co-host, Mr. Leland Bedford. What's up, bro? What is up, everybody? It's Wednesday. Well, it's Thursday. And you know what that means. It's time for another Dynamite Review Show. Uh, what'd you think about last night's episode before we you jump into it. This one was kind of different, guys. Uh, it was. They tried some new stuff here. Uh, I would say it's kind of lackluster because every time you have a um a go home show or to a pay per view, they always put out a banger. But um, it felt a little less less luster to me. So, but um, hopefully the 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 whole pay per view itself uh, turned out to be really good. I hope so. Now, with that being said, there was I think. Again, it was one of those nights where I think we had better promos than necessarily like matches. Even though there was some really good matches last night, but I do feel like the promos really sold um, um, sold this episode. But not the promo you may be thinking about. I think the promo I like the most happened somewhere in the middle of the of the show. So, but let's get into it. We got the first match starting with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus. Um, Claudio and Brian Danielson. Yeah, this was Black- a, yeah, this was an action pack opener. This is a kind of little preview of what's it going to be on Saturday in the Fatal Four Way for the RH Award title. And um, we did see a little hiccup at the end between Guevara and Jericho, so that could be setting some seeds on if uh, they're going to be on the same page or they're going to be on different sides. Come uh, come Saturday, but we'll see. Also, to note something that's really kind of um, special to AEW is they have those tunnels, and of course, if you come out the right side, you're a baby face. You come out the left side, you're a heel. That's facing us. Um, and with Blackpool Combat Club, you got Brian Danielson who came out the left side as a heel, and Claudio who came out the right side as a baby face. So it's very unique in AEW that you can have a group that consists of babyface and heel. So that's unique, I think, to this brand. But it's something that I noted um, to myself last night when I was watching them come out. Yeah, that was very interesting how they came out. Uh, how they came out the tunnel. But um, like I said, it was a pretty good uh, opener uh, to start off uh, the dynamite last night. So, um, but in the final moments, Guevara and Danielson both made the hot tag and had a stare down from their last week encounter in the, um, the two out of three fall match as um, Danielson lead in into forearms, scratching Guevara with strikes and kicks. And again, Guevara went for the eyes like he did last time and tried to lock in the GTH, but Danielson rolled through and tried to put in the, the bell lock. Guevara got a, got a rope break, but then went up to the ropes. Guevara got a bit away from Danielson's grasp and hit a, a super cutter, Jericho hit the lion salt as Casanova break things up. Danielson and Jericho both tried to charge it in task and collide for, for a double down, and Danielson made the tag. But Jericho was more worried about reaching for the Floyd, for Floyd the Bat, than tagging in Guevara. As Danielson took out Guevara with a dive, Casanova hit a long, giant swing, and afterwards he disarmed Jericho with the bat. He even did a show off uh, like they do in baseball and um, locked in the sharpshooter 
and they got the submission uh, submission victory win. So there you have it. A good, clean win for Claudio over Jericho. And uh, so uh, Claudio got Jericho's uh, number here. But um, we'll see um, how it's going to play out in a, in the fatal four-way. And, um, sec- and sec- second time Claudio has beaten Jericho on a tag team so clean. Uh, yep. And um, uh, later on uh, afterwards, we will be doing a, a uh, predictions on on the whole match card. So um, if you got your predictions, save it on for, for later because we will be uh, going over the card after we, we go over um, the, the last night's uh, Dynamite show. So have your, your predictions ready. Have your predictions ready. So in this match, again, Claudio comes out as a, uh, as a star, man. He was very impressive during this match. It's good to see his personality come out more um, in his new role in AEW. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, another example of a really good match. Absolutely. And um, we got a video package showing you highlights for the main event of Full Gear, which is John Moxley versus MJF. And we will hear from them both for both men later on in the, in the night. But then um, we go to a black and white video shown of Darby Allen in a body bag being picked up by Sting and placed in the backseat uh, of a car. Allen gets free and sits up while Sting says, at full gear, it will be showtime. And then afterwards, we cut back to, uh, with Sanjay Dunn, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh, and Jeff Jarrett backstage as Jarrett said, he and Sting have uh, have wrestled for 24 years, and Full Gear will be the last. This is that that short film was dope. I love Darby Allen's um, creativity when it comes to his short films. Um, I think it was really a really good way to set it up. Again, the only way I want to enjoy Jeff Jarrett is is if he is. Uh, in a campaign with Sting. I don't want to see him wrestle anyone else outside of the AEW roster. Sting and Darby Allen, that's where you sit. That's where you be. I think him and Sting in the ring is going to bring some, you know, 50 over 50, you know, viewers um, to that. And, I mean, we all grew up watching these guys, so it'll still be a good match. They're, profession- they're professionals. They're veterans. So I know they'll put on a good match for sure. Um, but yeah, I really want to talk about what happened next when the acclaim came out. Yep. And, uh, we uh, before the, uh, next match had it, we had a new premiere video, music video, the uh, Marquis Swerver, our glory. We, we even had, uh, Paul White bring back his, uh, Captain Insano character from the, from the water boy while he was being interviewed by the, by the acclaim as they made fun of the guys who dressed like Keith Lee and Sir Strickland as they try to play the role of from uh, Adam Sandler's character in The Waterboy. Uh, that, that was a little, um, uh, if you guys catch that, uh, uh, we watched the video package there. And um, it ended with the acclaim and daddy ass walking on the beach, that rapping to, to the music video and then um, uh, holding hands. Uh, while how, I was running to the sunset. First off, how, how hilarious was this music video, dude? And first oh. off, Caster lyrics, I feel like he was kind of cutting deep. I feel like he was saying some real personal, uh, taking some personal jabs. And I wonder if it's frustrating for Swerve, since he is an artist and he does uh, music as well. I wonder if it's frustrating for Swerve not to be able to kind of rap and come back. I wonder if they're going to include some of that 
in it. But I think, honestly, this kind of made Swerve look a little bad. The crowd didn't know how to feel for him afterwards. Also, I do want to say, this Connecticut crowd was pretty dry as last night. Um, they just took a while to get started. Like, you know, but they were pretty dry as last night. But um, that being aside, I feel like this is kind of a bad look for Swerve. I hope they do more to kind of protect him going forward. Um, I know the results of the match, but, um, you know, I hope they do more to kind of protect him and let him get some of his, um, you know, steam, you know, some something back because that rap was pretty embarrassing on him. Oh, yeah, but that ain't the first time we'll be hearing from yeah, Matt yeah. Caster tonight. So um, he also did a pre-match rap that included the line from, from Jay Leno burning himself this past <laughs> week. And uh, Tony yep. Shabari uh, wished uh, Leo well. Referencing when working with Leah in 1998, 1998 in um uh, in WCW. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, it looked like Shivani made sure to go in and cover they cover their butt and say, hey, we didn't know. Yeah, but Tony Khan clears those raps. So apparently since the last time Caster kind of got into some real heat. Um, so I guess he thought it was a funny one. Yeah, and so we got a preview of that tag team match with uh, Swerve Strickland go one on one with uh with Anthony Bowens. So um, at this uh, this ended with uh Bowens uh, with his mouth busted open, tried to trip up Str- Strickland in the corner, and mounted with a comeback that included a charging back elbow, despite being sh- slow to put on the offense together due to the early attack by Strickland. Bowens hit an angle slam for two, tried a spinning slam. But Strictly answered with a brain buster and kill shot kick for the near fall. Strictly Violet snapped the arm of Bowens and hit a top wolf swerve stomp, but again for got a got a two. Bowens tried to schoolboy, but Strictly again ratched at the arm and hit the JML driver for the for the clean win. So while most of this was shown like during the commercial break, it definitely got a master across that Strictly really did a number on, on Bowens' arm which could be a disadvantage for the acclaim of, of their chances of defending their title in their final trilogy of matches uh, that this Saturday. And um, there was no Keith Lee tonight with Strickland as well. So that yeah. could be in the question of how they're going to work together on, on Saturday as well. So a lot of questions there going into their final match of their trilogy. Yeah, they did a really good job telling the story of uh, Strickland going for the arm. He threw his finishers at him, both the top rope um, stump, his sidekick he do, um, and Bowens kicked out of both, which got a big pop from the crowd. And, of course, Swerve giving that look, like, how is he still kicking out? I'm throwing all my best stuff. I thought Bones was going to come in. I'm glad they gave Swerve the win here and made him look aggressive after they just embarrassed him uh, on the thing. Great moment happened when Swerve had went for his sidekick the second time. Uh, Bowens went for a roll-up and Swerve stopped it and then spent his thighs, which put more damage on the arm. That's, that is the kind of innovative offense and defense that I think only Swerve Strickland brings to the, the table. So I think they're doing a good job of protecting Swerve, but this is a guy who can really put this company on his back. 
and take AEW to that level. And I love to see how engaged he is with this um, character and well, with this promotion, I should say. Um, but I hope they do more to protect him. Um, him coming out with Rick Ross and stuff, all that looks good. Hopefully that type of star power keeps going and full gear. Maybe there's some star power there as well. Yeah, we'll see what happens on, on, on Saturday between the two teams. And uh, speaking of Saturday, we got a video package showing the the rivalry between Jay Cargill and Nyla Rose for the, for the TBS title. So will Jay retain her title and go undefeated? Or will Nyla Rose will finally be crowned the, uh, the official TBS champion? But we'll see what happens on Saturday. And um, Samoa Joe got interviewed with Tony, with Tony Schiavone. And um, despite turning on Warlow last week, Joe entered through the babyface tunnel. Because, um, like I said before, ain't nobody going to boo Joe. Come on now. So, Joe was asked about his shocking actions, and he said his actions wasn't shocking. As Warlow's actions resulted in him paying the price. Joe refused to be the victim, like most of the fans here tonight. Joe didn't wait to, around to be saved. He saved himself. And if anyone has a problem, they can take it up with him. Powerhouse Hobbs interrupted, says... He's been the one kicking Warlow's ass for several weeks and hits the ring to do the same to Joe. But Warlow interrupted and hit the ring from the crowd and attacked Joe. All three men had to be pulled away by the locker room as Joe and Hobbs was taken out of the ring. The Dark Order tried to let just let Warlow go as he wiped out everyone with a dive over the top, uh, dive over the top to stand tall. That was a heck of a dive from the big man. A little random how the whole locker room came down, but it made for great TV. Um, and then also the little bit with Dark Order, like, hey, I'm good. That was that, that got a chuckle out of me. Um, yeah, it was interesting how Joe came out of the babyface tunnel. You're completely right. I wonder if that was him not following the rules on purpose to be more of a heel, or is he they just trying to mess up? Or like you said, they know people are not going to boo him. They're going to do the whole Joe chant. So why even make him a full, uh, full heel? Um, interesting matchup. We got three big dudes about to beat the crap out of each other on Saturday. Uh, so that is going to be uh, interesting triple threat match. Um, now this next segment that's coming up is the segment that I think was the best promo of the night. Um, this next segment coming up with Britt Baker killed it. I think she did a hell of a job with the promo, and I'll let you break it down, Trico. Now, despite Big Breaker being a heel, but this promo here felt like a babyface promo. Let me explain what he said. So she was supposed to be with uh, Tony Schiavone backstage, but like Big Breaker said, no, I need some time for, by myself on this one. So recapping what Serena said about her last week, in the three years, she became the leader in the AEW uh, locker room. And became her own role model. She earned opportunities instead of being handed to them. Hmm. Really? But um, but that's another story. But um, Baker said she might have not wrestled at the at Madison Square Garden, but she wrestled at Daily Space during the pandemic. Something Sharia would never know about. Baker respects Sharia, but this business owns Sharia nothing, as Baker is the heart and soul and pulse of AEW. And if Sharia can't respect that, Sharia needs to get the hell out of our house. So, 
some of the things I do agree with and some of it I don't agree with. First of all, the way what she said about wrestling a database during the pandemic, that's that that's the that's how she got her star power. Like uh it well actually it started out with um what a car Sheena. Thunder Rosa. But yeah, well, a car Oh yeah, Sheena. Thunder Rosa rival, a car when she had a rivalry with Big Swole for a moment when she was still there. Um, those are some of the rivalries that really stand out for the pandemic. Yeah, um, Ocardo Sheeta held it down first in the first year, and then mm-hmm. after that, uh, and then after that, it was turned over to uh, to Britt Breaker because uh, she was becoming the star that uh, that that we all division, love to yeah. be, whether you uh, you love her or you hate her. And um, so, with, but with Sharia back, uh, some like I said before, some of y'all may know Sharia back in WWE as Paige. Some of y'all might be uh, just knowing her like for the first time. For those who are just uh, AEW fans that probably had never watched um, WWE um, the programming. So this, uh, like I said before, this is the absolute star attraction match uh, the, this Saturday. And this is going to yeah. be something to, to watch. So there's a lot of questions coming into uh, the, the Saturday, especially for Soraya, like uh, how she's going to perform after being away for five years. And um, yeah, and can Soraya and Britt Baker time, put, yeah. put out a, um, well, Maybe close to a five star match that cannot happen on Saturday. Ooh, I want to put that much pressure on her, but I think it will be a good match. I do want to point out a couple of things that uh, Britt um, said. Um, she said, You went out there and reminded people that I've only been doing this for three years. And I feel like in that line, Britt Baker was kind of taking Paige back to promo 101. And let's not try to demean our partner experience in a way where it makes it seem like this match is not worth watching. You know what I mean? So I feel like Britt Baker kind of took Paige to promo school like one-on-one there and was like, yo, like, you know, that's not the way you want to sell this match. Um, But Britt Baker did a hell of a promo that I felt that was very personal. I think it was 60% Britt Baker the person and 40% Britt Baker, the professional wrestler, because I feel like they just came from a very personal place um, and how she put Conor Saray in her place on a couple of things. But I think she's right. You know, during the pandemic, she went out there and she busted her butt. Um, I think for a lot of wrestlers who were new to AEW or new to professional wrestling, the pandemic year actually gave them um, a chance to kind of kind of master their craft a little bit because those guys was working so much out of Daly's place. No one had to really travel like that. You know, it was a constant work. And they and she was on dark a lot, putting in a lot of work and putting in a lot of matches. I remember her promo saying she's going to dark to go uh, get some wins so she, so she can advance on the power rankings. You know, so that pandemic period did allow a lot of these wrestlers to put in a lot of work. And Britt Baker, I think, is one of the wrestlers who came out of that pandemic era way better than she went in. Um, That's in ring, out of ring, on the mic. Uh, But say what you want to say about Britt Baker. She know how to connect with an audience. She know how, she really knows how to use that camera to her advantage. Her in ring, I think, definitely can still use more. Like they said, she only wrestled for three years. But the thing that she does that, that you can't teach, as Enzo would say, you can't teach that. You can't teach 
that personality of how to connect with an audience through that TV screen. You can't teach it the way she has it. She just has it, you know? So that is what I think Britt Baker really um, shines. And she's right. She is the, the face of that woman's division, whether you like it or not. When she had the belt, there was more, you know, excitement around it. So, but not being said, she can't do that without great people on the, in the other side of that ring. So her rivalries with those people did help her um, elevate. It's just every time she came out of that rivalry, out of a rivalry with someone, she was the one that elevated because of that rivalry. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think this is definitely going to help uh, Brits more career take it even more, and uh, we'll definitely see where Soraya go, uh, Soraya goes off. Is she going to be a part timer? Or she's going to be a straight up uh, the, the full-timer. So we'll see uh, how that's going to go, go from there. I'm definitely more excited for the, for, for this match right now because, uh, like, just, yeah. like I said in this promo, this was definitely a wake-up call for Big Breaker after what Soraya said about her last week. So uh, this definitely uh, got us more excited for this match on Saturday. This one is definitely one of the matches you got to watch, you know. It's Soraya's big return back to the ring. I welcome home back to the ring. So speaking of back to the ring, our next our next uh, match was a six-man match, trios action with Type Flight and AR Fox versus Death Triangle. And back to the ring was uh, Dante's Martin, uh, Dante Martin's brother. What's his name again? Darius Martin. Darius Martin. There we go. Darius Martin. Good to see him back. Um, I hope he stays around longer than he was around the last time. Um, but I think definitely having his big brother there helps Darius. But Darius is kind of a star in his own. Also to note, Darius has been putting on more muscle. He's not as um, small as he was a couple of months ago. I've been noticing he has uh, more uh, more muscle gain on him. So he is definitely bulking up. But Darius is definitely the star out of this group now because of his brother's absence. And we got to see A.R. Fox. This is my second time seeing A.R. Fox. The match he had with um, um, uh, Ray Phoenix was great. So it was good to see him back in the ring. He's very impressive. Yeah. And uh, and I could definitely say this was the match of the night or last night. This is the main event. You know, this is... So the, the thing I was saying earlier that AEW tried something new last night, we didn't have a big main event match. But this, to me, was like the main event of the night. Uh, I know it was matches after this, but this was like the main event pretty much. Yeah, this definitely felt like a main event. It should have been on the, on, on the main event, but um, it, it is what it is. But um, in the final moments of the match, uh, Fox was actually in the entire break, but then got the high tag uh, right away when they returned. To, to Darius, who dropped Pack with a brain buster for the two, and Darius got the reverse witch lock on his own brother and launched him over the head as Pack nearly took out Phoenix with a kit but pulled up. Top flyer laid out Pack and Phoenix with a DET and spinning slam, respectively, as Penta was taken out by a, uh, a Darius dive while Dante hit his no hand dive on Pack and Phoenix. Fox hit, hit an individual flip to take out everyone. Back inside, Phoenix was set up in the corner, and Phoenix hit the low, low, low main pain, and four four fifty splash for a close two. Top flight were dropped by Panther uh, by Pack and Penta, while Phoenix 
hit his comeback kick. Penta hit the fear factor by uh, by Penta. Double stop by Phoenix, who took out top, top flight with a dive, while Pat hit the black arrow on Fossa for for the win. So um, after the uh the match, Pat said Depth Triangle ain't stupid. He said they have seen the videos and said if, if there's a certain individuals who want to come to full gear and beat Dev Triangle, that's ridiculous. Pac said Dev Triangle hides from no one. And then we saw the TikTok clock shown on the big screen. And that's a graphic show with uh, Dev Triangle against a blind side. But it was slowly revealed to be the elite. So at full gear on Saturday, we will be having Dev Triangle versus the elite for the trio's titles. So, as I said before, we knew this was going to happen. We didn't know when. So, this was a pretty good setup for to confirm that match on Saturday. So, you have the um, the inaugural champions who was um, stripped of the titles because of the hall back altercation. And you guys already know about that. And um, you have the, uh, should I say, um, interim? Not really interim because they are official. Because um, yeah, they're official. They uh, yeah, the, the the elite was stripped for those belts, and those belts became available, and they are officially the trios champion. Yeah, because um, the elite are coming for the titles that, that they never really lost, so they felt right. like that that was ours, and they're trying to say it's ours now. You're just gonna have to try to take it for us if you can't. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was another match I'm definitely going to be looking forward to. This is another. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But real quick, couple of moments. Ar Fox had did this really cool, um, jump out of the ring where it looked like he was doing a front flip. It was like a back flip. Um, how it would probably be you know really hard to describe all the amazing moments of this match. But this is one of those matches you can put on for. Your yeah, he did a he did a backflip, but he did he springboard off the rope to do like a front flip. It was crazy what he did. But this is definitely a match you can put on for people who don't normally watch professional wrestling, and they can appreciate the acrobats, the acrobaticness that's happening uh, in this in this in this match. The athleticism that's going on in this match is just um, is impossible to deny. Uh, my man's AR Fox did a springboard Spanish fly like it was crazy uh, and then followed it up like a 450 splash so this is one of those matches you can put on for people and then I'm also seeing that uh, Tony Khan has offered a uh, AR Fox a AEW contract maybe this would be a new trios team top flight just gained a member last night um, with AR Fox so we get to see more of him um, they do need to build up their that's also a sign that they're starting to build their trios um, division, you know, because right now you only got a couple of, you know, a couple of folks. Uh, so, yeah, big, great match last night. A.R. Fox, congratulations to him. He is now elite. Freaking Dev Triangle looked amazing as always. Pax Black Arrow always looks great no matter what. So, good match. Elite is coming back. Yep, uh, definitely looking forward to the, the, the trio's title match on, on Saturday. And um, speaking of, of Saturday, um, before we get into the uh, to the title eliminator tournament, 
uh, Ricky Starks was backstage. He talked about Lance Archer attacking him last week prior to their uh, tournament match. But now their match is going to happen on Rampage uh, the, this Friday. So um, we got some news uh, earlier. So and we'll get to that in a second once we go over this uh, next um, title eliminated tournament, which goes from Ethan Page versus uh, Bandito. This was also a really a really good match. Glad to see Ethan Page more on TV. This kind of made me feel like uh, nostalgic of like WCW days. You know what I mean? Like this could have been like a um, you know Eddie and Eddie versus Razor, you know the Scott Hall match. You know what I mean? Like that that was that's what this kind of kind of gave me when I was watching it last night. Yeah. The crowd, the crowd was dead in the first half, but uh, Paige and Bandito got them really off their seat in uh, in the second half. So those two pull off a they, solid match. They did. They got the crowd on their side, but the, the, that crowd was kind of whack. I mean, the crowd, I think, kind of reminded me of like almost like a Japanese-style crowd. Like they were very crying and respectful and clapped at like the big moment. So maybe that's just the 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 attitude of the Connecticut people. They probably all really enjoyed themselves. Just on TV, it came off as they were kind of dead. But, but I think the mat, I think the wrestling was solid for them um, enough. They did pop on the top flight match. They gave them all. This is awesome and um, and everything like that. So, but I think the Connecticut crowd, Connecticut crowd, is just a little bit more reserved and it kind of remind me of uh, a Japanese type crowd. Yeah, and um. In, a, in the second half of the match, uh, Bandito had the, his hopes uh, spots. Uh, Paige was mostly in, in control like, during the break. And um, Bandito was able to hit the low dropkick, sending Paige to the floor. While Bandito did the most off, off the ring post, back inside, Bandito hit the tornado uh, for a close two count. Paige blocked the 21 plats and hit a cutter for a two of his own. Paige went for the Everlands at Eagle's Edge. The same way that he beat Eddie Kingston. But Bandito countered into a superhero Corona and a one-hand Goretta Plex slam. Bandito hit the top row frost splash for two. And a lot of the crowd bit at, at the false finish. But um, each man cut off their own uh, in the ropes until Paige hit the top row body slam and a diving uh, the shoulder tackle. And then finally hit the, the Eagles edge and then uh, for, for the win. And then Paige uh, advanced to the finals. Now, we got an update concerning the uh, the tournament. Now, we mentioned that um, that Ricky Star was attacked uh, by Lance Usher before their match could even start it. Now, their match was supposed to happen, I think it was on last week's Rampage, but that didn't happen, so they're getting their match this week. So, their match, uh, the Ricky Star versus Lance Usher is going to happen this Friday on Rampage. Now, whoever wins that match will face Brian Cage at the uh, at the buy-in or zero hour, whatever they want to call it, or, or, or the pre-show before uh, Full Gear uh, starts on Saturday. Now, and whoever wins that will, will face uh, Eagle Page in the finals at next at NetSuite's Dynamite. Interesting, interesting. So next we go into Tony Storm versus Anna Jay. 
Yeah, and before we get well, into I'm that, sorry, I'm sorry, but yeah, I skipped the promo piece with Christian yeah. and Jungle Boy. Yeah, we got a video package showing their feud between Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Lucasaurus. And in case y'all didn't know, they will face in the steel cage on, on Saturday. And then after that video package, uh, Renee Paquette was backstage at Shereya and says she has never thought that D would she be in this moment. Shereya is sick of the back and forth with, with Big Breaker. She wants to be where the best is, and the best is AEW. She will see Britt Brit at, at full gear. Shreya was like, hey, uh, I'm dying of the back and forth. The talking is over. Saturday, let's get it on. Yep. And, uh, it goes Saturday again. That's just going to be a big match for people to watch. I hope she does really well. Yeah. And then we also got a quick video showing Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus uh, uh, Ken Sochi, Yashada, and June Amasov is shown. Kingston said in 1988, Amasov and June in the Tokyo Dome was the moment that Eddie Kingston wanted to fight Azure, and he waited for this moment for his whole life. So come Rampage, they better they better bring it. So we'll be getting that tag team match on on Rampage or what they calling the uh, Full Gear Rampage Friday. Okay. So uh, yeah, and then going to the AEW interim women's world championship eliminator to uh eliminator match with Tony Storm versus Anna J A S S. So um, if Anna J wins the match, she will get a title shot of whoever is the interim women's world champion after full gear. Uh, pretty good showing by Anna J. Um, some of the crowd, the guys in the front really like seeing these women wrestle. They all had their phones out the whole time the ladies was out there. Um, but yeah, pretty good straight up and down match. Yeah. And um, yeah, this bad it ended with um, uh, Storm says, sink in the Texas leap, uh, Cloverly, and then Jay uh, immediately taps. So um, most of this took place during the commercial. It was really was rest hands, but but Jay, while that was happening, uh, to, uh Storm got to get a nice series of offense leading her to the victory. But aside from that, not really much that happened here. This was just a warm up match for um for Tony Storm for, for, for Saturday. But um after the match, Jamie here hit the ring as challenge as champion challenger had a taste face off. Before their full gear match uh, on Saturday, so um, that, that's something to look, look forward to. But um, but our rampage uh, Friday, uh, we got the tag team match with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus June Kasama and Kenzo uh, and Kenzo Zook. and then we also got Ricky Stars versus Lance Archer in the title eliminator uh, tournament match. Hook defends the FTW title against Lee Moriarty. And Athena takes on Madison Rain. Pretty, pretty good um, rampage coming up. Um, I like how they got my man's back uh, from New Japan. Uh, he's always fun to to watch for sure, and I think it's going to be an interesting rampage leading up to full gear. Yeah, and then uh, to close the show. We got uh, John Mossy and MJF uh, the face off. So um, Mossy came uh, to the ring with Laura Regal saying he's the best wrestler on earth, backing it up. 
defying the AEW world title. He is sick in the head. He is addicted to the adrenaline and pain. Moxie has researched MJF and find out he's a good singer. In case y'all didn't know, uh, he did a music video with Chris Jericho back then when um they was in the um the inner circle together. Y'all should check that out. And um, who only has one win in the last six months, and that was against uh, Moxie's young boy in Utah. He did a Brian Pillman stunt and won the worst fitted the worst finish to a ladder match he's ever seen, and that is true. Uh, there, in case y'all didn't know from uh, from All Out with the uh, with the casino ladder match, and um, Moxie said the fans will see something special at Full Gear. What he does best, he's challenging MJL to show him balls at uh, at the pay per view. Stokely Hathaway walked up to the ramp as the firm all hit the ring and attacked Moxley and Regal. MJF's music hit and hit the ring while laying out the guns, Lee Moriarty on his way. MJF dropped Moxley with a low blow, and dropped WC Morrissey with a low blow, dispatched up Eagle Page as well. MJF told Stokely and the crew to leave before they kick, before he kids kicking their ass. He saved John Moxley because he didn't want Moxley to have any excuses come full gear. MJF said he's not the same kid when they fought the first time at um at All Out in uh, 2020 back there when there when it was at Daily Space during the pandemic, and um he told Regal he won't need the the diamond diamond ring. MJF needs the AEW title more than he needs water, food, or oxygen. The title means you are the best wrestler in the world, and it is time. MJF said, the greatest trick the devil has pulled is convincing the world he doesn't exist. But before MJF could finish his catchphrase, Mossley cuts him off. Mossley said that this Saturday, the training wheel comes off. As they face off, Rio Regal was in the in in the middle of them. So, but um, Mossy left the ring hitting uh, MJF in the shoulder. So um, this was a pretty good go home segment for the for the main event. I'm still kind of firm, no pun intended, believing MJF is in cahoots with Stokely. But um, we'll see what what's gonna happen. But all through the final shot of the show, really had Regal had it staring down the hole at MJF. Which leads me to believe that maybe uh, Regal could be a part of it as well. We don't know. It all could be surprise. It could be a survival. Like I said, we could have a. We might see a swerve in the main event. That, that that's all I'm going to say. I just don't believe that MJF, the man that called himself the devil, is going to win clean on Saturday. I don't believe it. But we'll see what happens. I don't believe. It. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Uh, this is definitely interesting. Now, this is what I was saying. This is something new AEW tried this week. It's to end the show with this big promo. Not a match or something that happens, but a, a, a whole promo. This did feel very WWE to me. This feels like a very you know WWE kind of old school kind of ending. So this is something that I don't remember them doing too often is these kind of promos to wrap up before going into a pay-per-view. That being said, Moxley did not do the best job last night on the mic. He stumbled a lot. I really do think that one line about that was the worst finish to a 
ladder match I ever seen. I think he said that just because he had stumbled a couple of times before and needed to get the crowd back. So why he decided to shit on that match and the booking of that match at that moment, I don't know. But I think it really was because he stumbled a couple of times and needed to say something. Um, so with that being said, the beatdown from the firm felt kind of unnecessary as Moxley was just going to get back up and start talking. You know, um, that I feel like this, this segment could have just been handled a little bit better. And I don't think it was handled the best kind of way to kind of drive this big match to um, full gear. So it was kind of a weak, you know, go home segment, in my opinion. And I was really actually looking forward for some more wrestling since the last match was the women's match. So I was looking for one more kind of big match. So I left last night. Dynamite's a little disappointed because I was really looking for one more heavy hitting match before the night was over and I didn't get that. Um, but again, they tried something new. I don't remember them doing something like this before. Um, it felt very new, but I don't think it was executed to the best of his ability. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you saw the um, uh, the the video afterwards when, uh, when AEW went off the air. So um, uh, Tony Khan was in the ring with MJF. So I think they squashed the beef that they had before, and then uh, he did another um, uh, that babyface promo uh, in the ring. So um, I don't know. Maybe this could be a um, a new thing for M- uh, MJF. I don't know, but like I said, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Maybe this could be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think they're starting to put MJF in that babyface role. It's trying to put him as the face of AEW. I think he's going to get the belt um, this 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 Saturday. I think it's going to be MJF's time. Shit, if I just paid that much money for some guy to be in my company, hell yeah, I put the belt on him. And I'm going to sell as many damn uh, I'm better than you shirts and how many fake Burberry scarves I can. You feel me? Like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to make that money back. So hey, I paid you this much money. You go make me that money back, my guy. That's the only way it goes. That's business. So I think um, it would be smart to make him champ because people are going to be talking about him wanting to tune in. He's young. He can kind of come in with a different audience. He's fresh. Moxley is one of those guys. It's kind of better to watch him fight for the belt sometimes than it is for him to have the belt. So um, I think we might have one of those type of situations where it's better for him to – be looking for the belt, you know. Yep, absolutely. And um, that was a uh, uh, dynamite last night. Let's get into this um uh, predictions for the uh, a uh, aw full gear uh, card. We got ten ma- ten matches on the card. So um, starting off with the uh with the triple threat match for the aw tnt championship, Warlow versus Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs. So. I think Warlow is gonna is gonna retain, and then at RH final battle, with uh, we're gonna get uh, Warlow versus Samoa and Joe. In, in my that's my predict. These are my predictions. Uh, um, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I think that it, it, it could happen. But um, like I said, Warlow retains the TNT title on Saturday, and then at uh, RH final battle, we're gonna get Warlow versus Samoa and Joe. 
in a title for title for title winner take all for the TNT and the uh, RH World Television title at full gear. That's why I think it's going to happen. But um, Warlow retains this Saturday. What you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't see Warlow losing the belt. Um, I see him getting it and keeping it, and then maybe a new rivalry with um, for Joe, and then maybe they keep up with the powerhouse Hobbs rivalry between um, between um, Samoa. I mean, sorry, uh, Warlow and powerhouse Hobbs. So they can keep up with that rivalry and then let Joe go on with another rivalry for his uh, ROH belt. Yeah. And then going into the uh, the trios championship with Death Triangle versus the Elite, I think the Elite is going to win because I think some point in the match, um, Pac is trying to go try to use the hammer. And then um, – the Lucha Bros is going to be like, no, 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 no. Do not use that hammer. This is not the way we win matches. So I think that's what's going to set them apart and losing those uh, those trios titles. And then the Elite uh, winning them back. So what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I think that think that happens. I think, uh, I mean, or you can keep building up to, you can keep building up. Um, you can keep building up to that whole, to the whole rivalry, you know, maybe they keep Death Triangle in it, and nah, I think Elite might get their belts back. <laughs> I mean, why not? They're big stars. The Elite is big stars. They're good. They're good to have on TV. Um, I think definitely the Elite get the gets the belt back. All right, and then we got the uh, the steel cage match with uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus uh, Lucius Swords. Now. I think uh, the Jungle Boy is going to win. And then after the match, uh, Lucasaurus might continue beating down on Jungle Boy, showing, showing that the rivalry is not going to end. And I think it's going to end with uh, Jungle Boy finally gets his hands on Christian once uh, Christian's uh, arm get, get, gets healed. And I think that's when they're going to end the rivalry there. But um, uh, Jungle Boy uh, over Lucasaurus on Saturday in the steel cage. What you think? I think uh, Jungle Boy gets his revenge. I think Jungle Boy um, is on should be the one winning. I don't see the reason why we wouldn't have him win. Um, but anything can happen. Christian can come in and mess up with stuff. Either though it's a cage, there's ways to get into cages. So it's a lot of things that could definitely still happen. But I say Jungle Boy for the win. All right. And then we got Sting and Jarby Allen versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jalito. And like I said before, this is a a makeup, a remake for the uh, massacre that happened at uh, Ric Flair's uh, last match. And we talked about it before. Um, they're definitely using legends as uh, the way they should be. And uh, speaking of, like, for example, Darby Allen, uh, Steen doesn't have to wrestle every time. So he's mm -hmm. just in the back, just uh, being the mentor to Darby Allen. As uh, he gets his uh, shine every time when he goes out there. But the only time that if he gets uh, outnumbered by somebody, that's where uh, Steen comes in uh, to help out and be that uh, that tag team that, that we know and love from Steen and Darby Allen. And, of course, uh, we're uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Leto. They're a perfect, perfect pairing as well. So um, I say Steen and Darby Allen because uh, the both of them together, 
they cannot lose because they're undefeated as a tag team. So I do not see Sting and Darby Allen losing this match. So I think they, they take the W here. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to get your new hill some heat. You know, Jeff Jarrett, first time in the AEW ring. You go put some heat on him and, um, you know, have him be a uh, favorite and go from there. I mean, that makes sense to me. I may even want to see what happens next time they fight. All right. And then we got Soraya in her return match versus uh, uh, Big Breaker. Honestly, this could go uh, uh, either way, but I say Soraya is picking the W here because I don't think they, they're going to make her lose in a, in her in her return match, and it's not going to hurt um a Brit Breaker at all because like her like she said in her promo, she's already a star. Like uh, it's not going to hurt her at all. So, uh, uh Soraya needs the more uh, needs to win the match more than um than Brit Breaker. So I say Soraya taking uh, taking the uh, the W on Saturday. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. First time out, who can who can who can survive that loss um, more? You know, Britt or Soraya? Like Britt can take a L. I don't think Soraya can take one her first one out. You know, it's kind of like with Anthony Gogo and Cody Rhodes. You know, uh, Anthony Gogo first time out. You know, Cole Rhodes takes the win. Um and um you know look what happened you know so I think first time out debut is important for that person to come in and win. All right, and then we got the uh the TBS championship with uh Jay Cargill versus uh Nyla Rose. Will Jay go forty two and zero, or will Nyla Rose finally dethrones Jay? And uh, I say. Jay goes 42-0. and 0. What do you think? Uh, I agree. Uh, I think Jay goes 42-0, gets her belt back. Everything is right in the world. All right. And um, we got the fatal four-way match for the uh, RH World Championship. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio Casanova, and Sammy Guevara. So, I say Chris Jericho should retain because um, – if they go, if they if they ever take the belt away from for Chris Jericho, I think it, it should happen at Final Battle. Depends on who he faces at Final Battle. So, um, even though I wish um, Daniel Garcia was in the match instead of Sammy Guevara, but it is what it is. But um, I say uh, Chris Jericho retains this Saturday. What do you think? Who's all in this match again? Chris Jericho. Brian Danielson, Claudio, and Sammy Guevara. And this is a fatal four-way for the ROH belt? Yeah. Why the hell was Sammy Guevara in that match? That's weird. Why yeah, they put so many teams in that? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, well, well, let's see if Sammy Guevara try to get the belt, you know? Let's see if they attack each other. Maybe they put things on the, on the, on the side for now and, and try to get, you know, it's all about the belt. So, We'll see what happens, but I got a feeling a lot of teamwork and a lot of teamwork is going to happen. It's an odd fatal four way. Yeah, but um, like I said, I think Chris Jericho retains, and if they ever take the belt away from him, it should happen on an RH pay per view, like final battle. But that depends on yeah. who they're going to get. But um, 
well, somebody told me that they were they want to see um Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Oh, that'd be a good one. They got very similar. Man, where is Adam Cole, man? I don't know because um uh uh I remind you, um Adam Cole, it is is a former RH world champion. Is a former. That is true. But um, that, is, that that'd be a great that'd be a great there's a lot of great former champions they can call on, you know, um to kind of get that going. Um probably not Jonathan Gresham, but <laughs> it's a lot of other ones. Yeah, we'll see. And um for the interim uh women's war title, Tony Storm versus uh J- Jamie Hayter. So this could go either way too. And a lot of people say uh, this could be uh, Jamie Hader's time, but um, I still say that Tony Storm is going to retain because um, once uh, Thunder Rosa comes back, then that's where Tony Storm going to get her her crowning moment and become the official AEW Women's World Champion. So Tony Storm retains Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, I see that, but but good for. Good for Jamie Hayter to be able to be in this position. Yep. And then the Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory 3 for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And um, I have my um, two predictions here for this one. One says the Acclaim uh, retains and then Swerve turns on Keith Lee there. Or Swerve in Our Glory uh, win the belts back, even though that's kind of ridiculous on putting the belts back on Swerve on Swerve in Our Glory after the Acclaim uh, have won the title at, at Grand Slam. But if that does happen, then it will make it more interesting to see um, now Swerve in Our Glory are champions again. But can they coexist? Uh, what's been going on with uh with Sora Strickland lately in the past uh, a few weeks? So um, this could go either way for me. But um, what a part of me says the acclaim might retain, and the other one says that so Sora and Glory might win the belts back. But uh, what do you think? I think what you said was uh right on the money. Um, acclaim wins, and then we keep uh, then we break up swerving our glory or or the Keith Lee becomes heel you know or like the, you know maybe they lose and swerve start beating them up Keith Lee stops them and then you know now and then he starts he joins in and they become an official heel tag team group um I can never see Keith Lee be being a heel I can never yeah, that's see why, that's why it could be something you know what's the benefit of keeping him babyface right now, you know? So it's a possibility. But um, main event, John Moxley, MJF, AEW World title. This is MJF's casino ladder match poker chip cash-in match. So a lot of questions here. Will MJF use the Dynamite Diamond Ring? Will he win this match clean? Will we see will we see any shenanigans from the firm? Where does Regal Regal Lord William Regal lies? We don't know. 
There's a lot of questions to be asked. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. But um, I say MJF becomes the new champion, but they might pull a swerve and let him uh, Moxley win. We don't know. But I'm saying MJF wins uh, the title on Saturday. What do you think? Uh, I see that as well. MJF uh, becoming champ. Um, I think it'll be big for the company. I think um, MJF becoming champ will excite the AEW crowd. Tony Khan can make a lot more money. Um, and they can continue to sell fake Burberry scarves and make money on merch. And that's what it's really all about. So I think it'd be a smart move. Time for a new champ to go out into the new year. And let's go into the era of MJF. And then think about it. What do we have? Uh, MJF babyface turn and I'm Cole goes against MJF as a heel. Those two talkers, those two athletic guys can do a lot of um, great, great um, work together. So it's a lot of opportunities there with MJF as champion. Yep, but we'll see. And um, there's a lot of ways you can watch Full Gear on Saturday. You can go to your uh, local theaters, wherever they're showing Full Gear. Or order on pay per view, or either on fight or Bleach Report. Yep, there's a lot of ways. Uh, I was thinking about doing the theater, but I think I might just chill at home, make some nachos, and watch it that way. Yep, and then um, but yeah, but that's our predictions for uh, Full Gear this Saturday, and of course our review for for Dynamite uh, uh la- la- last night. And um, before we wrap up, um. There probably won't be um, a Dynamite review uh, next week because um, it is um, uh, that Thanksgiving week. So uh, we'll probably be with our families. I know I am because um, yep, yep. Uh, yep, I will be in Orlando because uh, we're going to be spending a lot of time either at Disney or Universal. And also, in case y'all didn't know, Orlando used to, used to be our former hometown when we was going to, to, to full sale. But yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, yeah, next week, no review show, but we will be back after that. But, of course, it's the holiday season, so it's going to be a lot of different changes as we go through our holiday season here. Um, but, guys, um, next year we got a lot of big plans coming up, a lot of cool movies coming up. We got a lot of exciting things going to be happening in 2023. We got the AEW game that's going to be coming out. I'm pretty sure we're going to do a review. Maybe me and Trico can even do some Twitch-type stuff and play a couple of matches for you guys. Um, so we can have some cool virtual wrestling as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to that AEW game. I didn't really like the last um, 2K too much. Um, it was all right, but it just wasn't my style. But I'm excited for the AEW game. So a lot of exciting stuff is happening in 2023 for sure. Hopefully we get a um, a more reveal on Fight Forever on uh, this Saturday at Full Gear. But um Hopefully we get I a full s- review. Cause, um, yeah, I seen that we got some uh, like uh, blood type stuff happening, some gore type stuff happening. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a interesting. Um, see, by the CATs and something. So I would definitely be watching. Yeah, and um, anything else you want to plug in before we wrap up? No, that's it, man. Go to Cupcake Rapture Studios. 
Atlantagroup.com. If you're looking for a production team in the Atlanta, Georgia area, go to our YouTube, like, subscribe. Um, and guys, we look forward to getting ready to do a whole nother year of these shows. Um, for the people who listen, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, that's a wrap for this show. All right. Um, he's Leland and I'm Trico and we're signing off. Peace.